from the Summer State Studios. This is a Desert Classic Special Edition of Behind the Masts College Hockey West Weekly. Brought to you by NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask, on ice or in line, Behind the Mask's Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com is the place for all of your hockey needs. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Summer Skates. See summerskates.com to customize any pair of shower shoes or koozies for you or your team. And by Toyota. See the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Desert Toyota in Tucson, Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas, and Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to a beautiful Saturday afternoon in Tempe, Arizona, as it's uh, 64 degrees and sunny right now as we prepare for day two of the Desert Classic, the uh, NCAA tournament featuring Boston University, Michigan Tech, who will be playing at 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time for the uh, championship. Arizona State and Air Force, 7 p.m. tonight for the consolation title. Scott Strandy with you in Tempe today. And my co-host is always, Paul Hornstein, out on Long Island, New York. Uh, probably got his feet up in that palatial estate, relaxing, because it's an afternoon. It's a Saturday afternoon, and, man, we had great hockey last night. We've got great hockey tonight. Paul, how are you? Uh, Yeah, feet up, palatial estate, yeah. I think you have me confused <laughs> with somebody. You know, like you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm in the car in the parking lot in Tempe, Arizona, waiting for uh, uh, us to do a quick podcast and then uh, get on to uh, see what happens between BU and Michigan Tech. Is the building not open yet? No, I'm not there yet. I'm not. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's open or not yet. It's too early. I mean, it's uh, one o'clock. It's two and a half hours before game time. Okay. Uh, it's just too early for me to be inside there roaming around. Well, Clearly, last night was too early for somebody. <laughs> uh, I got two words for you, or maybe it's just one word: quicksand. I don't. I. I uh, somebody's going to be mad at me, but I, I don't. I. Uh, maybe it was different in the building, but it sure didn't look like the desperation that needed to be there was there. Not until the last uh, eight minutes of the game, then there was Why? desperation like crazy. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the answers to that. If I was uh, able to answer that, I would be I a genius. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, um, I can tell you a couple of things, and, and I told you, you this can, you off can, there last can, night. Let me tell you. Let me tell the listeners what I saw. You cannot miss the net 25 times or more in a hockey game and expect to win the game. You just can't. The puck needs to be on net in order to go in the net. So uh, that's the starters. The second thing is you must complete passes uh, crisply, and you must move into the offensive zone on, in attack mode. You can't take it in one-on-one -on -one and hope that somebody helps you. Uh, that's wow. just not going to work. You, It's bang, 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 and you're in the zone. I and, just... uh, and thirdly is, as you mentioned, on the desperation side of things, you have to realize what your situation is. Um, you you ran your top line right into the ground, in my estimation, last night because they had nothing left. And and God bless Robert Master Simone because he gave everything he had 
And I'll tell you right now, I can't say for everybody else on the team, but from what my eyes told me, Robert was uh, unbelievable last night. I saw him, Paul, with a four-minute shift. He couldn't get off the ice, and right towards the end of that shift, he made a diving effort to poke the puck out of the zone. He still couldn't get off the ice immediately, but uh, it was that kind of effort that they needed from the other 19 players. Well, I, I'll say this, and um, you want to you want to single out the player in a in a positive way. That's fine. Um, hit the net. Stop with the pretty boy hockey. I I I'm just I'm just I'm tired of it. And I know somebody there is going to be pissed at me for saying this, but I'm tired of the pretty boy hockey. Injuries or not, get the puck in the zone. Stop with the rubber band garbage. And I know I'm not a hockey coach. I get it. I'm just a guy that's been watching the game for 50 years. And like I said, I don't care. Somebody's going to be pissed at me and people are going to be pissed at me. But this is what it is. Get the puck in the zone. Stop with these cross-ice passes. Stop with these uh, every passes. Stop with these 95 home run passes. There's there's very few guys on this team that can complete those on a regular basis. And by the way, where's, folks, we're talking about the Sun Devils right now. Where's case, the grit? In case the other four teams, other three teams are listening, we're not talking about your team yet. Uh, Paul uh, just had a little a little push from his alma mater uh, that he thought needed to get out there first, so that's why we're doing it. Where's the grit? Where's the simple little short pass? How many times last night was there a blind backhand pass to just anywhere? Well, I, I, I know believe... this stuff. I, I know this stuff's got to be on film, and and, and 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 I and I understand how things go publicly, but behind closed doors. And like I said, if people want to get mad at me, I, there's nothing I can do about it. I just People know get mad at I you said. all the time, so it is what I know. it is. The turnovers at the blue line. <laughs> I get mad at you every day. <laughs> I know. The turnovers at the blue line because you're trying to play pretty boy hockey. Get the puck in the zone. Stop it. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know that we can even follow up anything more on, on the play last night. I'll, you, you asked me Isn't about the blind passes. I don't have any idea how many blind passes there were because I was too busy watching the puck miss the net. Let me tell you, and I've said this to anybody that will listen uh, at nauseum probably, but um, when you take a shot, a sharp angle shot, and you shoot it 100 miles an hour and it misses the net by two feet or one foot, doesn't matter, and it hits the corner glass and it rings out, you have just nine times out of ten set up your opponent on a very easy breakout. And generally it's an odd man rush. And I can't tell you two things, how many odd man rushes I saw and how many times I saw that very play. Just hit the net. Even if it's at 60 miles an hour, hit the net, make the goalie, make the save. And, uh, you know, if anybody was watching the world juniors, did you see how Chechia beat Sweden, uh, to, to go to the gold medal game? They, they put it on net, not a hard shot, but right at the armpit. And it worked its way through him and into the back of the net, and they went on to the gold medal game. Um, 
just hit the net. That's all you have to do. And and take, let the chips fall where they may. If it's a rebound, great. If it's not a rebound, at least the goaltender had to make the save. And guess what? He's human. He might not make the save. And then you've scored a goal. Or you get an but offensive cannot, zone face-off. Yeah, you cannot send the puck out of the zone and give your opponent. And it, let me tell you, Jay uh, Pandolfo told me in, in our preview meeting on Thursday, he said, our team is really good transition-wise. He goes, we can play defense, but we don't like to. Uh, we'd rather just take the puck and go offensively. Of course. And and that's what that team does. As soon, Paul, and I, w- I was watching for that because I asked him, I said, how will I know if your team's playing really well, Jay? And he said, you'll know by our transition game. So last night I watched that game against Air Force very closely for that. And what I noticed was every time the puck transitioned from Air Force to BU, all five guys had their head up and immediately rotating towards the offensive zone or going north, as coaches like to say. And and that's exactly what we saw over and over and over and over again uh, in, in a 5-1 victory over. Uh, and I don't think Air Force played terrible. I no, just don't I, think I, they had a chance. I, I don't think Air Force was bad yesterday afternoon at all. Um, I think they played pretty sound hockey. I think um, they didn't make a lot of mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Every team makes mistakes in every game. Okay. I thought they played pretty sound hockey. I just thought that BU took advantage of every mistake they made because BU has got a lot of skill. Oh, please. That skill is off the charts. You talk about okay. Minnesota, now, you talk about Michigan, but they are right there with them. Now, somebody, and I don't want to mention any names, um, has been on the BU bandwagon for most of this season. Yeah, thank you. I'll pat myself on the back. Uh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> somebody clearly is wrong having them at four. Where do you think they should be? Well, clearly they should be higher than that. How much but higher can they go? I don't know, but the guy who's got it has got it wrong. And he might move higher this week. Ooh, ooh, insight, insight coming up. Super 16. Um, yeah, you want to pay attention to that this week on Monday night. Anyway. Um, that's assuming I get it done in time. <laughs> what are you going to be doing? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the late night podcast tonight is going to carry over. It's oh going to have carryover yes. effect. I, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Get um, a nap in today. Just take a nap. <laughs> no, I can't. It's too many games on. Uh, so anyway, yeah, BU played a, a, a really solid game. Jay wasn't particularly pleased. He thought they, they let their foot off the gas and didn't particularly do everything that he would like to see them do. But let me tell you a couple things about Boston University. Yesterday morning, about, I don't know, 8 or 8.30, I understand, um, a guy named Lane Hudson came in from Nova Scotia and Team USA. He flew yeah, all night long, Paul. Yeah, yeah no. He flew it all night long and uh, was in the lineup at 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Now, I don't know if you people know where Nova Scotia is, but it's a long ways. Paul Hornstein and I did the uh, the estimation on time differences. They're about four time zones from Tempe, three time yeah. zones, something like yeah, that. They're, they're in the what they call the Atlantic time zone, which is oh, an hour goodness. ahead of the Eastern time zone. Yeah, goodness gracious. So which by the time obviously he... then two hours ahead of the Central time zone. <laughs> Three hours ahead of mountain time and four hours ahead of 
Pacific time. Yes. Um, the time guru for us, folks. Well, listen, time somebody has guru. to explain it to you because <laughs> Lord knows you don't understand it. <laughs> so anyway, Lane Hudson makes it to Tempe, Arizona or early Saturday morning and uh, is on the ice at 3.30 p.m. for a game uh, again and, and played regular shift as near as I could tell. He did look exhausted a couple of times. I asked Jay Pandolfo about that afterwards. He said, yeah, we're hoping that we get the late game today so that uh, he gets a little rest, but well, they could have solved that. Didn't problem. work out that way. How <laughs> oh, how could they solve that by well, losing? They'd have lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they had no idea that that was going to be the case. They could have lost and still played at three thirty. Obviously. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't think we'll worry too much about Lane Hudson being ready to go. He's no. uh, he's a dynamic hockey player, a lot of fun to watch, and uh, you know. I keep telling you, every time I'm watching the game and I watch it through my camera lens, I, I try to see who keeps popping up. And then when I look back at my pictures, and I kept seeing number 11, too, from Boston University, uh, Alex Tuck. I want to call him Alex every time. It's Luke Tuck. And, uh, man, Luke is a player. He is a player, and the Canadians got a great, great draft pick in him. And they'll never know how good he is. But Alex has told me personally when he was with the Vegas Golden Knights that Luke will be better than he is. Uh, I mean, once again, a tremendous player. Um, really, really good. Um, physical kind of guy. Um, you know, as it's just, you know, listen, the bloodlines help, right? I mean, you're sitting there and he... You know, he does all the little things, right? He's got the advantage. He sits there, and you got the advantage. You've got the 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 guy to work out with, right? At the at the uh, yep yep in the off season. Um, so on top of the actual skill that he has, you get that on top of it. The 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 extra coaching. Um, you know, it's just and and that lineup is just so good. Yeah, they're they're you know. so good. They're so well coached, and we haven't even talked about the goaltender Drew Camesso yet. But uh, no, well, Drew, I mean, Drew was an Olympian. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, listen. Oh, um, I, well, I I have to laugh when I say that because I I look at these guys and I go like, okay, I saw an Olympian the other day at uh, at Mullet Arena. I was talking about Michael Ruzioni, right? Uh, but there's another Olympian, in Drew Camesso. <laughs> you know when. I, I know that it's not the end all and be all in numbers, but when you have twelve guys with NHL logos next to their names on 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 a lineup chart, you know the odds are they're probably pretty good. Now, whether or not that translates into team success is not always a guarantee, as we saw last year, but. You know, um, but it helps to get you where you want to go. Doesn't hurt. It helps to get you where you want to go. And then it's up to your coaching staff and your team captains and your team in general to put it all together to win the big one, to win that national championship. Speaking of that, um, we're going to get into Michigan Tech. We're going to get into Air Force here in just a minute. But uh, what can we say about Eric Largan? All right. His, all right. Hold uh, on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh. I, I know you want to get into that, but. Um, before we do that, um, we just have to, I want to, 
acknowledge a couple of things because I don't want people to think that we're not paying attention to other stuff. All right, uh, that we're necessarily not involving our teams, the seven teams. Um, some of you may have seen uh, the 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 Twitter posts of about the about Eric Huss. I believe I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, from um, Army. Yes, from the forward from Army who had a little Clint Malarchuk situation going on, got cut in the neck with a skate blade. Um, yeah, except he isn't a goalie, okay. but still not was, a goalie. Yeah, um, still a, a tragic type thing. Yeah, and, and, and obviously, been. right, and obviously it's not the NHL, so it doesn't get the the, the publicity that um, that what what happened in Buff uh, Cincinnati is going to get. But the the athletic staff, the training staff, uh, the training staffs at Army and Sacred Heart. Uh, just as heroic as the guys in Cincinnati on the Bills and the Bengals. So we just wanted to get that in, um, you know, before we, 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 I forgot about it since I had it on my screen to make sure I didn't forget. So, okay. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, the Denver pioneers, Paul, if you remember, what did I tell you last week? And maybe even the week before I said, I'm a little nervous for the pioneers coming off a three week uh, off time over the holidays and getting an Alaska Nanook team that is Eric Largan coached and was coming off of two big New Year's Eve, New Year's Day games, one of which was a win against Notre Dame. I was nervous for the uh, number one Denver pioneers last night. Did I have reason to be Paul? Um, well, as I've told you all along, the 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 Nanooks of very gritty hockey team, very gritty. Okay, stop stop with the grittiness. They've passed gritty now. They're talented. They're good. No, They're well, a quality listen, hockey still, team. Listen, it's still the it's still uh, a philosophy. It's still a. Uh, I know, but that's not their identity. Is that they're gritty? They're they're now no, gritty and is. talented. They are a good yeah, hockey they're, team. They're a good hockey team. Yeah, you have listen. You better bring your A game. We've been saying that for the last year and a half. And they had a lot of changes in personnel too. And you know they 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 still don't score a lot of goals, but don't get behind. Because yeah, if you get behind, they're not going to let you catch up very often. No, no. <laughs> um, l- let me tell you two things that I ha- have noticed more and more glaringly coming out of uh, Fairbanks, Alaska. That team um, has gone past gritty, as I mentioned earlier, but they have solid, solid goaltending in Matt Radomski uh, and-, and everybody else that they throw in net. But but Matt has been just incredible. Um, for what he's done with teams that they've played and the conditions they've had to play in. And by that, I mean, travel conditions. They've had to go all over the country to get good games and, and, and climb the pairwise like they have. So that's number one. But the other thing that I, that I saw that was very noticeable is Paul, did they score two goals on a five minute major last night? You're muted. (laughs) 
or maybe he just doesn't want to answer me. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry about uh, that. Yes, they did. The Nanooks yes, did, did score twice, yes. including one like in the first thirty seconds. Um, uh, I don't know if it was that quickly, but yeah, I mean, yeah. pretty close. It, the net and, and, and I think and, they had four twenty-four left to go in the major you know. after uh, Johnny Sorensen, who I've been telling you all along is a key to the success of the Nanooks this season. He came in as a grad transfer and has taken over that roster and done whatever he needs to do, played through injury. You know, Eric has told us uh, multiple times about what he means to that team, and I, I could have told you that was going to be the case. He, well, he's just that quality of a hockey player. Well, that, that and they've also, you know, while they're not scoring a lot of goals, they're getting them from everybody. Yeah, because they're, they're balanced they're, and they're hardworking. They're, yeah, and um, you better come to play. And I, I'm sure we'll talk more about this on uh, tomorrow night. Um, but you better come to play. And they lost some of their guys from last year. Uh, guys transferred out, but obviously, it hasn't made that it hasn't made that much of a difference. Um. You know, this team has got a lot of sophomores on it. And that only bodes well for the future of that of that team. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, they climbed all the way up to 18 in the pairwise, correct? That is correct. And they're not that Goodness far. Goodness gracious. From, and they're not that far from uh, all the way up to, 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 to 14. And they have a lot of road games. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of road games. They have a lot of road games coming. And, and they're playing well on the road. Well, and that's extra pairwise numbers. So, um, you know, I, I don't even, I uh, can't even imagine what happens if they win tonight. I'm not expecting that. Uh, no, I think David Carl has a wake-up message uh, for well, his I'm, guys today. Uh, and, and I think you're going to see a better effort, but um, I also no, no, think. No, 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 come on. Now, I mean, I don't think, listen, uh, if you want to say that Denver was, quote, out of game shape, uh, I'll I'll go for that, but don't I, I, I don't want to, you know, I mean, you could, you could, you could see that, you know, not having played in a month definitely was an effect early. And then when they got behind and 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 Fairbanks locked it down. But but that's that was my point when I started this conversation about the Nooks is the fact that uh, they got great goaltending, so they can lock it down. And number two is they take advantage of things like five minute majors. You and I have talked all season long, Paul, about what teams tend to do when they have a five minute major. They don't really step on it until there's two minutes left, which is ridiculous. Score as many times as you can score early, score often, score late. Of course. Um, and, and that's something that somehow the uh, Nanooks have figured out that other teams have not yet figured out. And that really put Denver behind the eight ball, I think, because when you're down two, it's different than being down one. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. I know I know they say a two-goal lead is the worst lead in hockey, but what mentally that two-goal lead can really be damaging to you because I saw it last night with Arizona State. They pulled within one, or they stayed within one. Then they got behind two, and it was like, uh-oh, 
Now we have to well, turn the Jets and the desperation on listen, like you wanted to see from the start. Here's 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 what you see. And, yes, ASU got a goal the same way. Uh, there were three goals scored last night that drive coaches crazy. Okay? You had two goals that happened because of turnovers at the blue line. Okay? Um, you know, uh, and that was... You know, that's, you know, you gave up a, a, a basically a breakaway on a shorthanded opportunity. That was three of the five not empty net goals. Okay. And another one is when you, the, uh, somebody didn't get the puck out of their own zone. Now, like I said, nobody's perfect. Every team's going to make mistakes in a game. But, You know, I've just I sit here and 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 a lot of those things happen because teams don't play kiss hockey. You're gonna you're gonna go to your grave with that acronym, aren't you? Well, <laughs> we're putting it I on wrong? your headstone. Scott, am Paul I hockey, Paul hockey, Paul Hornstein played kiss hockey all of his life. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. It's just uh, it, it's so simple and easy to understand, but apparently so. Uh, difficult to engineer and put into uh, into place when you're on the ice. I, I've never understood it myself because that's all I could play was kiss hockey. I had to keep it simple uh, with my size and and things. I, I just the only way I was going to score more than likely was getting a rebound in front of the net or getting a deflection in front of the net. So uh, I had to go pay the price, and I I did pay the price all the years that I played hockey. I was the guy that got beat up the most because uh, that's where I went. But anyway, um, so we talked about Arizona State. We talked about BU. We talked about Fairbanks. There was a game going on, and I flipped it on uh, after I got a few messages from you from our good friend Rick Zombo and uh, his Lindenwood Lions, who led nearly the entire game at North Dakota uh, despite being outshot about 4-1. to one. Uh, <laughs> uh, I texted Rick after the game. He was not a happy camper, but he did answer me right away. He said uh, that uh, uh, not good enough was simply the three words he used um, <laughs> when, I, when I asked him about uh, what was going on. And he, he, he said, you know, uh, we got to be better. And I'm going like, gee, man, you, you got a first-year team here, and you're going up at, at play at the Ralph Engelstead Arena and – Grand Forks, North Dakota, the Taj Mahal of college hockey. Um, and and you held the lead with these guys for nearly the entire game. Paul, you saw it a lot closer than I did because I was glancing back and forth. But um, what about the Lions, man? They, they're putting some scares into a lot of people. Well, I thought in the second period they got caught puck watching. That can happen at the Ralph, by the way. No, and I get it. Um... North Dakota got two goals that were almost exactly alike. Tyler Clevin from the far side By the side way, is an NHL or playing college hockey. Let's yeah, just face the, it. You know, from the far side circle uh, on one-timers. You know, that helps when which you need accurate passing for, obviously. And hitting the net. Hitting the net, yeah. Um, and Lindenwood had their chances to tie the game. They had their chances to retake the lead in the third period. Um, and, you know, they, they just couldn't get, you know, they had some breakaways. 
And, you know, it was weird because in the first three minutes, North Dakota called a timeout and then changed their goalie after being down uh, three to one, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was not a good night. Uh, oh, and by the way, the, the second Lindenwood goal uh, happened because somebody got the puck on net. Yeah, funny how that happens, right? Funny how that happens. If it's going to go in the net, it first has to get on the net. Um, and I think you also see where um, the that you you're you're that's where the kind of the I I don't want to sit here and say that it's strictly about the talent level. Because I respect the fact that they go in there with basically six or seven freshmen and sophomore defensemen that are playing their first year of NCAA hockey. And I just think you're you're seeing a, you know, um, once again, they've been putting scares into teams all year long. Yes, they have. And tonight will be another thing. I'm sure Coach challenged his guys this morning, and I'm sure he's going to challenge them again uh, during the game tonight to uh, respond. And I'm sure the same thing's happening in North Dakota, so it's going to be a tug of war to see who comes out. For If you don't know, folks, Rick Zombo is a UND alum and yeah. um, has a lot of pride in that green and white of the North Dakota fighting Sioux. Um, I know they're the Hawks, folks. Don't send me hate mail. But um, I well, you let me know <laughs> if you get any hate mail from anybody uh, on that, and no. I would be kind of shocked. Uh, anyway, uh, so I, I we know they yell "Go Hawks" during the game, right? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, as uh, as we said on that, that was uh, a big game for him. Coach Coach downplayed it when we had him on on Tuesday night. He goes, "Yeah, it's not a big game for me. I don't want my guys to play play for Coach Zumble." P.S. Coach, you know they were playing to help you get a win. They wanted to get a win, and they still want to get a win at North Dakota, not only for themselves, but to, to put a feather in the cap of their coach, who, by the way, is doing a bang-up job despite the record. Just don't look at that. Just look at the growth, as Paul Hornstein so aptly asked uh, Coach Zombo on Tuesday night, uh, where are you at in the process, Coach, from, from infancy to adult? And he said, we're running, Paul. We're running. Well, yeah, Am I right? absolutely. And I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's what, uh, you know, I'm, you know, he, I mean, I, like I said, I just needed to hear some sort of, of, you know, simple analogy. Um, and you know, you're sitting there and you're looking at these games and I know what the record is, but once again, first year program. And they're putting scares in everybody. Absolutely. You know, now let's travel Anchorage up to is doing the same thing, and LIU is actually doing the same thing too, even though they have fewer wins. Let's They've travel up to, to go to overtime. Let's travel up to Orono, Maine, so then we can move on to the trivia questions, take a quick break, and uh, finish up with the matchup uh, matchups tonight in the Desert Classic. So up in Orono, Maine, uh, Paul, the uh, Alaska Anchorage Seawolves. Almost did something uh, unthinkable too, didn't they? Well, 
Uh, yeah, they almost won a third straight game on the road. Um, I don't know if that's unthinkable, but, you know, unlikely. It might be now <laughs> in their stage. Well, I mean, their first-year well, program, yeah, basically, with a new head coach it. and new players. Get it, but you lose. With, they lost with 20 seconds to go. Poor, yeah. poor Matt. I, I'm Matt Chasby has got to just be going like, what do we have to do uh, to play that much time at zero zero and lose one nothing with 20 seconds remaining? I'm sorry. What? What did they? How much? What? What? What was that? Um, they lost one nothing. Yeah, they lost one nothing. <laughs> you said something before that. I wasn't. I don't know what I said. Yeah. I don't know uh, what I said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, they lost the game with 20 seconds remaining. That's all. Yeah, that's what I tough, wanted to say. Tough, tough night uh, to lose that way. Um, once again, they're they're you know they don't get blown out too much either. Only when they play Fairbanks. Yeah, it, it, that would seem to be. Um, um, but once again, you know, new program again, so to speak. Um, but they're in, like I said, they, they, they're not getting blown out by people, you know? And we and, didn't forget about Colorado college. They are uh, off for the play. weekend. Yeah, so, uh, that's why we're not talking about them folks. So no more hate mail on that either. You know, uh, I know way, they didn't play. By the way, um, you know, uh, you know, and Joey Lamaru, who's looking at his job is like, hmm, maybe I don't, I don't know how many more chances I'm going to get. Made 20 saves in the first period. So uh, there might have been a little road weariness in that first period. But, you know, they'll go at it again tonight. See what happens. Yep. Absolutely. That was a good tonight, by the way. That was a little Herb Brooks tonight. <laughs> wow, no. <laughs> can, I, can I carry that over for Can I carry that over for Mike Garuzioni if I run into him tonight? You can, but I'll, I'll play that for him. I'll say, "Hey, I've got a New Yorker that's got something for you, Boston I guy." I don't think that uh, <laughs> quite it's the same thing, but it was close. It was a tonight. <laughs> one word that doesn't count, <laughs> unless you're saying again. <laughs> anyway, okay. As I promised, if you are listening live, you have a better chance to win because you have the first chance to win. Uh, on our two trivia questions tonight, I've got a $25 gift card from our friends at uh, Behind the Mask that I'm going to give away on this trivia question. So we'll read the question. Uh, you send in the answer. If you're listening live, you get the first crack. If you're not listening live and you hear this and uh, you want to go ahead and, and tweet me at College Hockey W, feel free to do that. Um, here's the first one. Where was the first Desert Classic played? What city was it played in? And uh, if you know that answer, go ahead and send it to us uh, during the break or as soon as possible. The first correct answer that we get either on the podcast or on my Twitter account at College Hockey W, we will uh, get you a nice $25 gift card from behind the mask. So uh, give it a shot. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, see if we have a winner. If not, we'll just wait till we get one and uh, continue talking hockey. Then I will have one more uh trivia question coming up after the break so hang tight with us guys we'll be right back at behind the mask we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year 
Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in hockey fans. Special episode, a special edition, if you will, of College Hockey West Live today as it's uh, a beautiful 64 degree with bright sunshine here in Tempe, Arizona on the second day of the Desert Classic 2023 held at Mullet Arena, the brand new Arizona State uh, facility, uh, Boston U, Michigan Tech, Air Force, and Arizona State, the four combatants this weekend. Scott Strandy with you in Tempe, Arizona today. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, stay away from the palatial estate. Let's just talk about that beautiful weather out on Long Island. Uh, okay. No? Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. 64 and sunny here in uh, Tempe today. Let's just say it's not 64 and sunny here. It might be sunny uh, every few minutes. Every, the sun uh, peaks out, but that's about it. Yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's a dreadful breeze of uh, two miles an hour that we're dealing with today. I don't know how we're going to tolerate it, but we'll uh, we'll we'll try to stay out of the breezeway between the annex and the building. How about that? Yeah, well, that's 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 good. That'll, <laughs> that'll help. Yeah, that's a long walk anyway. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry, I just had to uh, to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, was it Connor Bedard 
bowl played yesterday or game or whatever they call it? Uh, you mean the tank bowl? Yeah, yeah. They had one of those. <laughs> Boy, there were a lot of irritated Coyotes fans for the effort the Coyotes put into that game last night. I didn't see it. Obviously, I had my eyes focused on college hockey last night, but... Boy, from what I saw on Twitter, there were a lot, a lot of unhappy people. Uh, and now the Coyotes have to come back to Mullet Arena and face Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. Um, I believe that's tomorrow night, so we'll find out. Uh, anyway, ah, okay, so we talked about BU. We talked about uh, Arizona State. There's two more teams that we need to talk about right here in the Desert Classic. The first one being, and by the way, we don't have a winner yet, so uh, if uh, at least not on the... Uh, not on the podcast. So if you are listening and want to respond to that question again, I'm asking where was the first desert classic played? What city in Arizona did they play that at? Um, bonus. If you can tell me what building it was at, but anyway, that uh, is just uh, a little extra. And uh, we'll go through and talk about the Michigan tech Huskies because there were the combatants for uh, the sun devils last night. And I think I saw exactly what Joe Sean was telling me his team was going to do. Well, listen, they played a very solid game. They played a very fundamentally sound game. You didn't see a lot of turnovers. All right, now, the, you know, it's they, they, they got the shorthanded goal early in the game, put ASU on their heels. Um, and, and, you know, they, they, you know, they did a good job killing penalties. I know ASU got a power play goal late in the game, but that was also with an extra attacker. Um, and they didn't give up. I, I, I'm trying to even remember ASU getting a, a rebound or a second shot. I, I don't I don't think so. I, I don't remember one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, again, that was not in my focus last night. I had other things that I was focusing on to see what they would do and wasn't happy about the fact that there was uh, a and, lot of wide shots. Well, I was going to, well, yeah, but also, you know, I you have to give Michigan Tech credit for keeping ASU to the outside. It's not all, you know, you know, when, when, when a team wins a game, it's not always or completely about what the other team didn't do. Sometimes, you know, it, it's as much about what the, team that wins prevents the other team from doing yeah true and and i think on the other end of the ice arizona state did not prevent michigan tech from doing that uh, they were able to get to the front of the net multiple times um by the way and i got to throw this out because i was just searching on our or looking at our twitter account and i i didn't realize that bu gave out a player of the game jacket like a letterman's jacket is what they give for player really? of the game. And that went to Wilmer Skoog, who, by the way, folks, um, and I'm going to maybe tease the second question for the Desert Classic trivia, but, um, Paul, do you remember when you came to the Desert Classic? Uh, I did. Do you remember do. seeing a guy that played for Clarkson that now plays in the NHL and is a Stanley Cup champion? Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm sure if you told me his name that I would, I mean, Jesus, really? He, he was, he, he was a star. I thought for Vermont, uh, um, Clarkson. I mean, yeah, they look a lot. You mean like. Nico Sturm. Yes. Nico Sturm is who I'm talking about. Good one. Um, okay. I thought he was fantastic 
uh, in that game. And I saw the same, same persona from one Wilmer Skoog who played in the NAHL and now is a, um, you know, his coach reminded me he was a leading scorer last year um, for the Terriers and uh, maybe off to a little bit of a rougher start. Probably more to the fact that he's the number one type center right now and a lot of people are, are keying on him based on his last year. But, but when you see a kid come from the Nall, NAHL, and he gets to a program like BU and he accelerates his game at BU and he's undrafted and he's a six foot two, 205 pound center. Um, those are hard to come by. True. And I think we've had the opportunity now to see Nico Sturm and to see, and I was talking to a scout from, from Florida who happened to be sitting next to me um, right. and was telling me how cold it was in the building, by the way, he didn't dress warm enough. Hockey right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I expect mean, him to come back with a warmer jacket or a jacket tonight, well, <laughs> more yeah, than a sport I mean, coat. But anyway, <laughs> um, Anyway, I, I thought that that Wilmer Skoog was fantastic, and and he got the jacket. Um, maybe he can borrow that jacket to my scout friend. But anyway, <laughs> he got the jacket uh, for the player of the game for BU. So I just wanted to get that out there. But back to Michigan Tech, they earned a spot to take on uh, BU, in my opinion. Yeah, and if they win today, they'll have earned it, earned it too, because that means they will have done what they did to ASU last night to. BU, which is limit their second chance opportunities, keep them basically to the outside, and not let them, you know, use their 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 at least on paper skill to maximum advantage. Don't turn the puck over, make the simple play, et cetera, et cetera. Well, BU beat uh, Air Force five one, and Coach wasn't Coach Pendolfo was not particularly happy with the the entire game. He was happy with the win, obviously, but thought they could play a lot better, and hopes they will play a lot better today. They're gonna have to at three thirty. I mean, I they're gonna have to. They beat they beat Air Force five one, Paul. Yeah, I know, and Air Force played pretty darn well, but you can't count on on having you can't count on every game where you're going to convert uh, as high a percentage of opportunities as they did yesterday okay um, yeah yeah totally agree and you know you can't do that every night at, at that level of hockey and there's not the difference on paper, talent-wise, between BU and Tech, as there is between BU and Air Force, you just you can't do it. Yep, I hear you. So, so that'll be the championship game. It'll be Michigan Tech and uh, BU, three thirty p.m. I will be there for it live and have some post-game reaction for you on our Twitter account at College uh, Hockey West W College Hockey W at College Hockey W. Um, anyway, you can find it there uh, along with the pictures and, and all the good stuff that I get from the game today. Okay, so the consolation game, 7 o'clock tonight. It was not where Arizona State wanted to be playing. They knew they'd play at 7 either way, but I don't believe they wanted to be playing in the consolation game of their own tournament. No. Coach uh, Powers likes to collect trophies when he can, and uh, this was an opportunity that I'm sure he felt kind of slipped by the wayside 
uh, last night. And it's going to be interesting to see what he brings out against the Falcons from Air Force because as Coach Saratori told us in the uh, pregame show or the preview show when we had him on, um, that that his team is looking, you know, they can't really do much with their standing in this game except build momentum. And he wants to build momentum heading into the um, second half of the Atlantic hockey schedule. Paul, what does he have to do to build momentum against the Arizona State tonight? Well, I think he's probably going to look to play a relatively similar game than he did yesterday uh, in terms of, you know, the lack of mistakes. Uh, did they, like I said, did they make some? Did BU take advantage of the of the opportunities that they had? Yeah. But I, I, I think you, the coach is going to look for the consistency. Um, I thought Maison Balboa had a really good game. I know it sounds crazy to say that he gave up four goals, but I thought Paul, he that was his really, first really well. start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I thought he played really, and really fifth well. Fifth game played, but yeah, I thought he was outstanding. So I mean, I'm sure that's what he's going to be looking for again. Um, you know, you know that you're. It's going to be very hard to outwork them. And if you don't match their level of intensity, because this is what they do, that you're you're setting yourself up for a bad night. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So I expect both games today, Paul, to be a really good battle. Yeah, you know, I'm a traditionalist. It's hard to watch a championship game before a consolation game, but um, it is what it is. That's that's the way it's set up. So I will uh, adjust my mind. To uh, to gather it in and, and see it as for what it is, but that's the schedule okay. for today. It's right. BU, Michigan Tech, it's Arizona State, Air Force, three thirty and seven p.m. Mountain Time. Speaking of schedules, um, Canisius is going to have a really busy week in the middle of February. <laughs> Valentine's week. <laughs> okay. Um, the series with Air Force that was canceled because of the weather because uh, Canisius couldn't get out of Buffalo, will now be played on the 13th and 14th of February. And they will play their two games against uh, Sacred Heart that were scheduled for the, that weekend as midweek games um, on February 18th and 19th. Now, schools, you know, regular schools, I don't, I don't know if... Uh, the colleges will be off, but you know, usually that's a week off for, you know, K to 12 schools and so forth and so on. So, um, you know, maybe they'll get some kids to games. So that's how they moved. Uh, they, they adjusted the schedule. And, um, so I just wanted to get that out there, especially the games at air force. So. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, let's give out our second trivia question today. We still haven't got a winner on the first one. Here's a repeat of the first well, one. It's also probably going to end up happening on the Twitter. On the Twitter uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was when people know. start listening because, you know, it's yeah. a rare time to listen to us at one o'clock on a Saturday. Um, yeah. All right. So where was the first Desert Classic played? What city in Arizona? If you can tell me the building, that's a bonus. Um, the second trivia question for a summer skates pair of sandals and a matching koozie your choice college hockey west live ice time hockey west or pro hockey west report um here you go 
Who are the four teams in the Desert Classic that were all in the top 10 rankings at the time of the tournament? Um, there were four teams. Obviously, the first one is Arizona State. I'll give you that one. So there's only three you have to name. Who were the four teams and what year did they uh, did they accomplish that? Um, Paul Hornstein was there. It was. <laughs> it's the last time I was there. Yeah. And that game, folks, is played at Gila River Arena, by the way. Uh, you can't play hockey at Gila River Arena anymore. Nope. Well, you could. It would no, you can't. Expensive. It would just no, you be can't. expensive. Sure. No, you can't. No, you can't. Could. No, you can't. You yes. Nope. They remodeled it. You can't. Eh, you listen. can't. You can't. You can't Boston play hockey Garden, there. Boston Gardens used to have different uh, size rink. Yeah. You can't now. You can't now. It's remodeled for concerts. Whatever. Cares. <laughs> anyway, so those are the two questions. Uh, the first one, again, where was the first Desert Classic played? What city in Arizona? And that is for $25 behind the mask gift card. And for the Summer Skates package, a koozie and a pair of Summer Skates sandals. Um, who were the four teams that participated in the Desert Classic when all four of those teams were ranked in the top 10 in the country in NCAA hockey? That one might go down in history as one of the very best, if not the best, Desert Classic. And Paul's got news because I don't know if we even want to bring it up yet, but we know who's plumbing in 24-25 yet, Paul? Um, yeah, I sent that to you the other day. They actually put it <laughs> Two out years down the, the road. Right. We don't know about <laughs> next year, but we know it's... Who's uh, coming? It'll be uh, Robert Morris. Um, it will also be Princeton. And I'm trying to think of who the last UMass. UMass. Okay. Yeah. I knew I was I had to look it up, but yeah, I knew it was Princeton and, and Robert Morris. That's, and, that's the twenty four twenty five season, so that'll be the, the uh, January yeah. twenty twenty five edition of the Desert Classic. We don't know who's coming next year yet. Nobody's told us yet, so we gotta find out. We gotta we gotta get a leak. Well, yeah, I mean uh, and who's gonna want the rooms in the annex? Who's gonna want the NHL rooms? We'll see what happens. <laughs> anyway, um, so all of that good stuff. And, of course, another slate of games tonight. And then, as uh, as my good friend uh, Michael Weissman likes to say, it'll be back to conference play starting uh, next weekend. So the, uh, the stuff going on in the NCHC is going to tighten up a lot starting next weekend. Uh, it's going to tighten up in all the conferences, to be honest. Yeah, you're really you're really right in that. But I can't wait to see how the Super 16 tightens up on Monday, because that that one is going to be fun, my friends. Yeah, well, maybe somebody will actually do that this week. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. uh, I do want to remind people that we will be on live again tonight, 10 p.m. Mountain Time, after the conclusion of the Desert Classic. Um, and uh, by all means, stay tuned with our Twitter. I'll try to put some stuff out on Instagram as well on our College Hockey West. Uh, college hockey w whatever um you'll find us and uh, we'll try to keep you updated along the way and then paul and i'll be back to recap everything from the 2023 desert classic what else you got for us in the final five minutes paul well uh, i don't know we could sit there and and i'm just gonna say if you get a chance to see the um i don't you know watch it but i've seen i saw a clip i sent you a link to it uh jj watt and one of his teammates. Oh, that was hilarious. That, that was Zavin Collins, funny. by the way. Zavin yeah, Collins. Pretty, pretty hysterical talking about uh, uh, J.J. Watt being asked all these hockey questions. It was pretty <laughs> funny. 
Uh-huh. And you see AJ's retiring, of course, and he got a right. badger, a stuffed badger sent to him as a retirement gift. Right. So um, that that was amusing. Um, as for, uh, you know, I mean, so right now, just uh, I'm hoping we get a better set of numbers uh, or at least better efforts tonight. Um, um, look, it'll be very interesting to see how um, both teams uh, react in, in in both of these games and, and and some of the other games we have our eyes on because I'm uh, wondering how Lindenwood will react to that tough loss last night. Um, I don't think Denver's they'll be angry, but you know, uh, I don't know if they'll be frustrated. Um, uh, Fairbanks is going to have to uh, with weather that early storm that you know Denver is going to come out with. And Denver better stay out of the penalty box in the first 10 minutes of the game. You don't want to give them a chance again, especially with any kind of major penalty. No, you want to, you want to, you want to, you want, you don't want Fairbanks to get out in front. You want to, you know, you want to make sure you score early. I mean, lot, most teams want to do that, but that fits certain team styles. When you have to play from behind against them, they just get that much tougher to to to, to play. Kind of that New Jersey Devils of the early two thousands put you to sleep. Left wing <laughs> lock, neutral zone trap nonsense that the NHL has tried to get away from. But. Okay, so uh, I, I've got a couple of things I got to bring up here uh, that that I've had time for now. So, um, our good friend Tanner Wilson, the uh, the guru, the junior hockey guru, the uh, amateur hockey guru out of uh, Dallas, Texas, sent me a uh, a little message yesterday, and he said Arizona State commit Chase Lapinta has done it again. Another goal and assist tonight, and a three two win in overtime uh, for Minot over the Saint Cloud Norseman. He's now on a nine-game point streak, nine goals and five assists during the streak. And uh, they are currently, I'm assuming Minot, sits in third in the Central, just a point back of second place Aberdeen. Chase LaPinta. Could the Coyotes, could could the Sun Devils use Chase LaPinta next year? Um, Can they use him now? Yeah, I think they could, actually. but yeah, that's uh, that's an exciting Arizona State commit. So if you're a Sun Devil fan listening today, uh, keep in mind Chase Lapinta doing some great things in the North American Hockey League. And I just told you about a great North American Hockey League player for BU. So keep your eye. And then the other thing that uh, Tanner sent me today was he's looking to confirm it. Not 100% sure yet on this, but he believes the USA Hockey Rocky Mountain Regional Championship this season will be held in Denver, Colorado early to mid-March. So uh, Tanner doing some some busy work like he always does. He took three days off over Christmas, and I was shocked. Well, I said, Tanner, really? They are <laughs> also adding a new NAHL team in Colorado. I forget what they're calling it. but The what? I forget what they're calling it, but they they just approved a new NAHL oh, franchise oh. somewhere in Colorado. Nice, nice. That'll be good. That'll be good. They need more hockey, more hockey, more, more amateur more, hockey. More, 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 yeah. More junior hockey. Anyway, so uh, as I mentioned earlier, Paul and I will be back tonight, 10 p.m. Mountain Time. Paul's going to be up at midnight doing the midnight hour. Yeah, me and Wilson, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and Wilson Pickett. <laughs> 
the midnight hour for our podcast tonight as we wrap up the Desert Classic. I'll repeat it one more time. The 330 game is a championship game between BU and Michigan Tech. I hope to catch up with one Mike Garuzioni some point tonight uh, if I can and visit with him for a few minutes. And if we do, we will play that for you on uh, on tomorrow night's show. And uh, the 7 o'clock game is the consolation game, and that will be uh, Arizona State and Air Force. So, uh, you know, we've got skin in that game, but both two of our nice. teams going at each other. Uh, the other thing that I do want to mention, a kind of a shout-out, is way to go, Arizona State. I know you still aren't back in school yet, students, but you brought the pep band again last night. They were outstanding as usual. Uh, the student section was a little weak just because not everybody's back yet. And why would they be? They don't start class till Monday, but, uh, everybody did a great job. Fan support. I thought was okay. Uh, the afternoon, uh, session was a little weak, but yeah, well, you know what? You got to start somewhere and, uh, mullet will be the, the home of the desert classic for years to come. And, um, we're excited about it. It's, uh, it's been a, a great production so far. So let's, uh, keep it up and keep growing it. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right, take it away, my from, friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been a Desert Classic Special Edition of Behind the Masks College Hockey West Weekly. Brought to you by the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask on ice or in line, Behind the Mask's Three Valley locations, or BehindTheMask.com is the place for all of your hockey needs. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Summer Skates, see summerskates.com to customize any pair of shower shoes or koozies for either yourself or your team. And by Toyota, see the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car, new or used, or pre-owned, or whatever phrase you want to use. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Desert Toyota in Tucson, Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas, and Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. IceTimeHockeyWest.com and the podcast network is live every week on the Podbean app. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, you can download it from. Subscribe to ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review and help people find the show. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Weekly, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We confused you a little bit with the weekly and the live, but it doesn't matter. It's the same same shows, basically, just a different day. But anyway, um, I will uh, read those true trivia questions one more time so you can, uh, you can get your chance to pipe in if you need to. Now that we'll be off the air, you'll need to go to our Twitter account at CollegeHockeyW. Uh, the first one for a $25 gift certificate to Behind the Mask is, uh, can you tell us where the first Desert Classic was played at? What city? And if you can name the arena, that's a bonus too. Um, so that's number one for the Summer Skates package. You can get that by answering this trivia question. Unfortunately, folks, not the same person can answer both. So if you win one, you can't win the other. Um, so the Summer Skates package, the question is, uh, during a recent Desert Classic, there were four teams that participated, and all four at the time of the tournament were in the top 10 in the national NCAA hockey rankings. Can you name those four teams? The first one, obviously, is Arizona State. There are three others. Send it to College Hockey W on Twitter, and uh, we'll respond with uh, uh, 
DM if you're correct and uh, get your name and address and get you out your uh, your prize. So we appreciate everybody listening to the special second episode of the Desert Classic Specials on College Hockey West Live tonight. Paul and I will be back 10 p.m. Mountain Time, which is what time, Paul, on the East Coast? Midnight, folks. It's midnight. I think he muted me because he doesn't want to even mention it. Uh, so that'll be on the East Coast midnight. And, uh, of course, you can download all the shows at uh, your favorite uh, podcast spots. So we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody.